and welcome back to Staying Off Topic. I'm your host, Keith Anderson. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Um, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Staying Off um, at Twitter.com. Sure, let's go with that. Um, also, the YouTube page is coming soon. I think I got the videos down right. Um, little known fact. I don't know if you guys know, a little known fact to me, uh, the videos take like three, four hours to upload to YouTube. So I don't know what's up with that. Um, but hey, that's what it is. It is what it is. So either way, uh, YouTube page coming soon. Uh, make sure you check us out on Spotify uh, podcast, also Apple podcasts, uh, Google podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, I believe Android is coming out with a podcast. Uh, platform as well so anywhere you see us uh, please rate us review us and like us and subscribe hit that subscribe button you know how they do it smash that subscribe button uh, like they do on youtube um but let's start with our first topic first topic last time i spoke with you guys i spoke about between this this episode and the last episode i spoke about something called versus if you don't know if you're first time listening to us Thank you. Um, Versus is an Instagram thing. Uh, it was brought about by a DJ uh, during the quarantine. Uh, and then what they started doing, they started saying, like, who would go against who and who would win and whatnot. Uh, it went from kind of battling almost to kind of like a camaraderie thing. Um, the latest two verses that we've seen since I last recorded. Uh, was Brandy and Monica, and the other day was Patti LaBelle versus um, Gladys Knight. Okay, let's talk about both of those. First off, they both were amazing. They both have great songs, uh, but both verses, I should say. All four artists have great songs. Uh, all four women, all four black women, um, did an amazing job. I think Brandy and Monica were the highest viewed so far. And I think Patti LaBelle and, and Gladys Knight were like the second highest so far. Uh, so people are tuning in more uh, to these verses. And it's when it was rap artists, people were tuning in. But now that it's like kind of R&B or old school, a lot more people are tuning in. Uh, apparently, uh, like a lot of older people were tuning in. I mean, obviously, it's Patti LaBelle um, and Gladys Knight. So, of course, older people. But again, R&B is kind of like a... It's more than just a generational thing as for rap. Rap is it. Uh, one thing, and just to get off topic really quick, um, I don't know if I've ever expressed my love for music. I love music. I listen to music all the time. Um, and I know people will say that, like, oh, I listen to music. No, I listen to music all the time. Um, any song that I like, any song that I love, listen to it. I can listen to it on repeat. Um, and not just love, like, for example, I talked about this the other the other podcast. Um, I've listened to Kanye's like whole discography probably four or five times, maybe six. I don't know. I've listened to all of everything of Michael Jackson. I listened everything of Lupe Fiasco. I listened to who else? Everything of Leah. I've listened to everything Beyonce um, multiple times because I, I usually have a lot of downtime on my hands or I'm always in a car or because when I used to travel for work, I was always in a car. Um, so I would just listen to the same things over and over until I found something new. So 
that's just what I do. And I grew up on old school music. So I know pretty much probably 90% of Patti LaBelle's and Gladys Knight's songs. So those resonate more with me than any other verses, right? Um, Or I grew up in church, for those who didn't know. Um, I know I'm a Jezebel, but (laughs) um, the Kirk Franklin one. I love Kirk Franklin. He's great. Um, So I just, I love music. I listen to it all the time. I listen to it when I'm at home. I listen to it when I'm not at home. I listen to it when I'm at work. Uh, I'll just listen and love music. I really appreciate music. Um, Never wanted to do music. Never wanted to sing. I I don't think I can sing. I think I can kind of sing, but like not sing, sing. Um, Not the prison, but sing, sing, if you know what I mean. I can't do that. But what I can do is listen to it and critique it, maybe. Um, I think my my taste in music is like eclectic, if that's a word. And I I said this to somebody before, and I was like, yeah, I have a really wide range. And someone says, someone told me, well, everyone does nowadays. And I was like, huh, that's a good point. But I think I'm different. And I just think I'm different because, you know, I've been told I've been special my whole life uh, by my mom. So shout out to moms. Um, But this is why I think this. And I'll tell you guys, I'm looking at my Spotify just like like songs. Okay. Um, And, it you know, it goes in order by like, like, obviously. So the the latest song you liked is the first one on top. So I like the whole Big Sean album. Okay. The new one. Detroit 2. Go listen to it. It's actually really sweet. Uh, the cypher at the end is amazing. Uh, right after that, so that's his whole album. The next like song, Shauna and Ludacris getting some remix. Okay. Back in the 2000s. Okay, it's rap. Fair. It is rap. But it's so old. But that it came to my mind the other day. Um, after that, Girls in the Hood. Megan Thee Stallion. I love Megan Thee Stallion. She be rapping her ass off. And I think she's hilarious. Um, and I think she's so good. She's so talented. Girls in the Hood by Megan Thee Stallion. It's off the beat of Boys in the Hood uh, by Eazy and NWA. Uh, boys in the Hood are always hard. You know, if you know it, you know it. If you don't, you don't. That's not my fault. Either way, she's rapping on that beat. It's amazing. Uh, next one, there's some more rap. Uh, Jack Harlow, he's some new guy uh, with Tory Lanez, who I don't like, uh, Baby and Lil Wayne. Uh, it's called What's Poppin'. Great song. I like it. And the next song after that, this is going to surprise you, Confessions, not by Usher, Confessions of a Broken Heart by Lindsay Lohan. Now, see, here's the thing. This is where I think my taste is kind of whatever i love this song it's such a great song um after that there's more rap to be fair i do like rap don't get it twisted i'm not saying i don't i'm just saying that's not all i like i also like um well either way next song wash us in the blood kanye west it's a gospel album it's a gospel song perfect then after that wop also a certain type of gospel eh, you know I like it. I like it. 
Um, <laughs> um, after that, Mag Thee Stallion's album. After that, Rodeo by Lil Nas X. Easy, right? It's good, good music. After that, Holy or Hail Holy Queen. Um, it is a song off a of Sister Act, the movie. Then after that, Prime Queen, Lil Wayne, when he did a rock album. Anyway, so off all that. <clears throat> That's what I like. I love music. I love music. So when I hear music, it just puts me in a place. It's kind of like it, it helps me relax. And it, when I'm working out, it helps me, you know, not relax. It helps me get pumped up, I guess. I don't know. That's weird to say. But I, it happens, you know, and I like it. Um, but music just puts me in just such a good mood. It always puts If I'm upset, if I'm sad, it just puts me in a good mood. Even sad songs put me in a good just. Uh, I just love the beat, the music, everything about it. Uh, when people get scientific, when people get scientific about music, um, like notes, keys, octaves, things like that, I love it. It literally just, it, it just makes me smile. Anyway, way off topic. Back onto the verses. So, um, a couple of verses um, that I loved personally. Um, well, forget all that. Some of the verses that they had, um, I'll just go ahead and name them. So we had Brandy and Monica, like I already talked about. Patty LaVelle versus uh, Gladys Knight. Snoop Dogg versus DMX. Erica Badu versus Joe Scott, which I talked about before in a different episode. Uh, Swizz Beats uh, and Timbaland. <laughs> T-Pain and Lil John. Um... 112 versus Jagged Edge, which I heard was the worst one. I didn't watch it. I don't really care for... I care for, like, two songs on both sides, so I didn't care. Uh, Alicia Keys versus John Legend. Uh, Nelly versus Ludacris. Uh, Babyface versus Teddy Riley. Uh, Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. And Kirk Franklin versus Fred Hammond. And then Bounty Killer versus Beanie Man, which is Jamaican. Uh, two Jamaican artists. artists. Here's the thing. <clears throat> If you have Spotify, which I do, go to Spotify, look up Versus. If you have Apple, which I believe you can watch it on Apple TV when they air it on Instagram, look it up on Apple. They have the playlist of all the songs that they played. It will put you in such a great mood. I'm just, that's all I'm saying, guys. That's all. I just want you guys to understand that. It'll put you in a good mood. And I just wanted to talk about it because, you know what? Hey, it, was, it was topical. Why not? So, um, either way. Great, great times. Great times. And that's all. That's all I got on that. Honestly, I just wanted to let you guys know. Listen to more music in your life, guys. Let me not get preachy. The next thing I want to talk about. Dr. Dre's wife. Okay. This is going to be a touchy subject. And I understand. I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. Because I had this conversation and but I still want to share because I think it's important. I think it's good to know. Um, Dr. Dre's wife. Let me tell you a story. Dr. Dre was married to his wife for about twenty years. Um, they raised, I believe, two kids or three kids. Uh, all their kids are grown now. Um, Dr. Dre's wife filed for divorce. Okay, no big deal. How do I feel about divorce? If you if you don't love someone, absolutely divorce them. If you don't think you can salvage anything, divorce them. Just get to the meat of the thing. 
Dr. J's wife wants $2 million a month for spousal support. Um, and then what, and then it leaked or she put it out. I don't know which one, um, itemize reasons for wanting $2 million a month in spousal support. Uh, one was nine. She, one item was $900,000 for entertainment. Listen, I listen, if you are a homemaker and that's what you do and that's what you want to do, I'm, I'm all for it. I want to do it. My girlfriend knows this. She knows that I want to be house person, whoever, um, not putting any labels on it, but I want to say, I don't like working. Working is trash. I will work hard. We already talked about this. I will work hard, but I don't like doing it. It's dumb. So. She wants too many dollars. So anyway, if you are, you know, that person, I understand that maybe you sacrifice, you know, your career or, you know, your education or whatever to be a home person. I understand that a homemaker. I understand that. I'm not knocking that. I believe I believe you should get money if you get divorced. I believe you should get some sort of alimony or half or whatever i i'm absolutely understand even if even if you didn't help make the money if you sacrifice your you know not being able to make money you know i, I definitely believe you still should get something um two million dollars a month though a month nine hundred thousand she, she she i think she had 50 or twenty thousand dollars on a telephone and email emails free what do you Emails free. What do you need twenty thousand dollars for telephone a month? Who you calling? <laughs> Who you talking to? You talking to God? That's the only way. It's twenty thousand dollars a month. There's no way I can see someone pay- paying someone twenty thousand dollars a month. Listen, Jeff Bezos is worth X hundreds of billions of dollars. If him and his wife gets divorced. Um, fun fact, when Jeff Bezos made all this money during the quarantine and X billions of dollars or whatever, um, it, he was still number one in the world, right? Of most richest persons, whatever. Um, because of that, his wife, if they got divorced, like moved up like six slots or something crazy like that. Something ridiculous. It's like if they got divorced, she would still if if she got half, she would be like six slots higher than she was in richest people in the world. And it was like she would be like number five or something ridiculous. It's just too much money. I, I don't know. Either way, I'm not going to get on that. But what I will say, though, is that, listen, if 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 Jeff Bezos and his wife divorce and he's worth, let's say, 100 billion, which I know he's not, he's like worth like almost 200. So let's say 200 billion, just, a, you know, even number, a, a, a round, small number. Um, he's worth 200 billion dollars. If they divorce, she should she should get something. Or half, half is fine. I understand half. Um, if that's what I understand, like being worth and what you have is two different things. But let's say two hundred billion is what he had, and he got divorced. She gets a hundred billion. Okay, perfect, cool. You're good. 
That's we have nothing else to talk about. I don't and because of the money, not because, hey, I got to live my life. I understand there's a difference. I think every I think every case should be different. But if you get one hundred billion dollars, I don't believe that you should. I don't believe that you should get uh, a monthly check as well. Okay, that's just me. That's just me. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I just don't understand it. If I'm I'm giving you, I'm already giving you half. That's what I don't understand. I I had this conversation about something totally different, something totally personal that I'm not going to say names about. But it's like if I'm putting in money and you're not putting in money, then it's not equal. If I'm the only one putting in, you should too, but you're not. And that's a problem. So either way. So, yeah. So at the end of the day, I think Dr. Dre is worth $400 million. So she'll get, you know, whatever the prenup. And they had a prenup too. Apparently got ripped up. Apparently it didn't. I don't know the whole story. But she didn't want to abide by the rules of the prenup. Then why would you sign it? Hmm. Why'd you sign it? If you signed it, I think you should go by it. I mean, that's the way it works. Um, with, with contracts. So I guess the thing is, is that he ripped it up years ago. That's not the way contract works. You can photocopy a, a contract and then rip it up, I guess. Like you have to like sign another contract to void out that contract. That's not the way you can't just like, oh, you can't, you can't get your, get a phone and then rip up the contract that you just signed and they put into the computer and be like, this is null and void now. That's not kind of, that's not how it works at all. So I don't understand that part of it. I guess I don't need to. I mean, this is me just honestly pocket watching, I guess, you know, counting other people's money before they hatch or whatever the, the sayings are. Um, <laughs> I just don't understand if you get $200 million or even a hundred. And again, it's case by case, you know, let's say me, I'm probably worth 10 grand. You know, me and my girlfriend get married. We divorce. Should she get five grand? I don't know. If she should, but Hey, if that's the rule, that's the rule, but she shouldn't get five grand off top. And then I still have to pay like, you know, a grand a month. That's not fair. That's not, you shouldn't get both. I think you should get one or the other. I don't think you should get both. I just don't, I just, I don't think it's fair. And, and man or woman, I don't care who it is. If I, if I, if, if my girl's a millionaire, which she will be, but if my girl's a millionaire and you know, we break up, I think I should get one or one or the other. I don't think I should get money every month. So what? Like, but again, to be preachy, it's freaking capitalism and greed and all this other bullshit. That, that's just what I believe. I just think people are just trash people and they want all the money and out of spite and blah, blah. That's dumb, man. I don't I don't operate that way. I can, <laughs> but I don't. And I, and I don't think people should. So there's that. That's my that on that. And, I, and I'm over it. Um break for a commercial. I'm just joking. No commercials, guys. Uh, 
next time I want to talk about, though, is the NBA bubble. I don't think I've talked about this since it's happened. And I probably should because right now that I'm recording this uh, was the NBA playoffs uh, tonight, actually. Um, if you don't follow the NBA, I'm going to talk about the NBA. If you don't follow sports, I'm going to talk about sports. Um, so as of today, uh, football is back. The NFL is back. The NBA is in playoff mode. Uh, uh, no, uh, Naomi Osaka. She just won the U.S. Open. I don't. I don't keep track of tennis, but I know she won. Uh, baseball's been back. No one cares about baseball personally. Um, like I personally think no one cares about baseball. I don't. I personally think no one should care about baseball. Don't get me wrong. Baseball is a hard sport to play. I understand that. That doesn't mean it doesn't suck. So <laughs> you could be both. You know, um, I just don't like baseball. It's so dumb. Um, either way, that's my that's my thoughts on that, I guess. Um, but either way, the NBA bubble, uh, if you don't know, if you, if you don't know, um, the NBA uh, created a bubble like situation for the coronavirus. So basically what they did was they brought in the team's. They ended their season in the mid in the mid late season. So the middle of their season is February, doing their All Star break weekend. Okay, they do that. They do like a whole event that's called All Star break, whatever, whatever. They ended the NBA season in March because of the coronavirus. So they were only a month into the second part of their season. Um, so they weren't for sure if they're going to come back. They really wanted to come back or whatever. So what they did was they took the, they took, oh shoot, 10 teams. I think it was 10. They took 10 or 12 teams and they brought them the, the, the top 12. They brought them into this bubble. Everybody else was out of the bubble because they said they couldn't, they couldn't do everybody, which I understand, but they brought 12 teams, coaches, players, uh, media, Etc. And they tested them for a week, I believe. They tested everybody for a week, um, and then they were allowed to stay in in uh, Universal Studios, I think, or somewhere down in Orlando. Um, they were able to stay there, and they were able to quarantine there. Basically, they were um, <clears throat> quarantine, social distancing. I don't know what you want to call it, but they were there in this bubble. Okay. You got tested every day. You got tested twice a day. I believe you had like a medical alert bracelet on your wrist, um, your key code, your key card. And the only reason I know this is because I follow uh, a reporter uh, who was in the bubble and she was explaining all this on Desus and Merrill. And <clears throat> your key card is directly linked to your test results. So if you test positive for coronavirus, you can't get out of your room. Uh, you can't get into any of the other parts of the building. Um, you can't even leave your room until you actually do a test. Um, some people got in trouble for getting into the bubble and getting out of the bubble and having unauthorized visitors, visitors into the bubble, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it's been a whole thing. Um, but they successfully did it though. You know, um, if they successfully did it and then, when the playoffs happened, so they were down to like eight teams from like 12 or something. And when the playoffs happened, they brought in those, the playoffs family. Obviously, they didn't play in front of any fans or anything like that. Um, 
So that's just to catch up for that. Um, I had wondered if it was going to work. And I think they did a great job, right? Um, a couple of players were wondering if they should play because of everything that was going on socially. Um, so, of course, you know, everyone's doing this thing where they're, they're kind of patting, you know, b- black people on the back. Like, hey, we got your back. We're going to put, you know, some dead person's name on a jersey. Okay. Like, that's cool. I appreciate it. I guess I'm not really mad about it, but it doesn't help. Uh, one thing that did happen um, in Minnesota when Jacob Blake got killed, uh, they boycotted. And honestly, I'm trying to think. Uh, honestly, you know, it really hit. It, it hit a nerve for a lot of people because they were like, we're not going to play anymore. Because obviously, you know, whatever. And, and some sh- shit changed. You know, officers got... Uh, there were more protests, obviously, and officers got fired and sent on administrative leave and all this other crap. Um, but if you have a platform, use it. And that's what they've been doing while also being safe from coronavirus. And I think it's amazing what they've been doing. Now, <laughs> the NFL is also playing. They are not in a bubble because you can't because NFL roster is 53 people. OK, 53 men. On a team who play football, there are probably 30 or 40 coaches. There are also probably, uh, maybe not 30 or 40, 10 to, 15, 10 to 20 coaches, uh, including, you know, just uh, coaches in general. So 10 to 20. Uh, then there's also training staff. There's also, you know, cheerleaders. There's also medical staff. Um, it's just a lot. So they can't, you know, they can't quarantine. They can't bubble it up. I don't know what's going to happen. They played their first slate of games this past weekend. Great. Um, yeah, man. Uh, they had, they had, they had people in the stadiums, not a lot, but they had some, and it's just, I don't know what's going to happen. I, it's it's going to be tough. I don't see, because because at the end of the day, they're going back home. Throughout the week, they're able to do whatever they want to do. They aren't quarantined. They aren't in a bubble. They aren't, you know, yeah. It's going to be tough, man. And I don't see how it's going to work. But hopefully it does, man. Because honestly, I, I know everyone's tired of the quarantine and, and tired of, well, let me not say quarantine because we're not in it, but I know everyone's tired, but there's still, there's still people dying and that's a problem. And the fact that there's so many people, um, out here just all willy nilly doing whatever they want to do. I, I, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, no, no precautions taking, et cetera, et cetera. I share something on my Facebook today, last night, yesterday. I don't know what day it is. It's, it's Fry Sunday today. I don't know what day it is. Honestly, I really don't. Um, I shared something that said, legitimate question. Do you think uh, somebody who's anti-mask in public, do you consider, have you, have you ever considered them smart anyway? And I was like, no, you're absolutely right. The people who are absolutely anti-mask, I've never thought like, oh man, that's a valuable person. Like even like friends, like I never thought like, oh, I'll, I'll go to them with this 
Sudoku puzzle. Like that's <laughs> I never thought that. And I understand to get tired of something, but man, the privilege that we have to just be tired of a pandemic is just amazing. You know, 200 people, 200,000 people are dead and there's countries with like hundreds of people's dead. And we have hundreds of thousands of people's dead and and we don't see us as doing anything wrong. And I think that's just just astronomically ridiculous. And that's just me personally. So, you know, the fact that, you know, these restaurants are all open and um, people stop wearing masks. It's just it's been just ridiculous. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it disappears like Trump wants it to snap of the finger. Thanos snap. I don't know. Um because me personally, I have a huge stake in it. You know, uh, it is a respiratory disease virus, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, my son has respiratory problems. So to me, I I would rather just stay. I would quarantine for years to keep him alive. I don't care. But that's me. I know a lot of people, maybe people listening to this don't feel that way. And that's fine. But it sucks that you got to keep getting reminded that like, like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Hey, someone died today because of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Okay. I count my blessings now. Like you shouldn't have to do that. And I don't think that's fair to the people who are dying and the people who are sick because, you know, it's not just people dying. There's people having strokes. There's people having heart attacks. People having lung problems, lung um, replacements, things like that. And people are treating this as if it's nothing and it can really hurt you. And so either way, um, back to the NFL, I don't know what they're going to do. Honestly, uh, my boys lost though. The Cowboys lost. I, I don't watch college football, so I don't watch it this year because they're back to high school footballs back in some spots. But that's the thing. They can't agree on everything. So, for example, the public schools here where I live um, aren't doing football. But there's football in the city, though. There's still some there's still some teams playing Uh, little league. They're playing. It's just I just don't understand. I think everybody should be uniform, either play or don't. I personally think you shouldn't. I don't understand. I guess here's my thing. The way I take everything and the way I do things, and maybe it's because it happened to me already, but if I got to shut down for a year, I got to shut down because something happened. That's just the way it is. That's life. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't force yourself into doing something that you shouldn't be doing. So for me, hey, hey, hey Keith, your, your year shot. Whatever you want to do this year, it's shot. You want to go on vacation? Fuck off. You know, you wanted to hang out with your friends? Too bad. Okay, let's go get them at. Let's get, let's get healthy and get back at it next year. Like I don't understand. Um, but I, I that's just me. You know, somebody who, uh, you know, every day isn't counted. You know, every day, you know, the next day isn't 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 promised. So. With that being said, uh, let's try to live to the next day. Because here's the thing. People are just going like, oh, I want to go to a restaurant. And then they go to like Olive Garden. And it's like, ugh. 
Okay, you did all that for this? They go to Applebee's. You did all that for this? I, I don't understand. You protested to go to Longhorn? Red Lobster? That's what you really wanted? Like, not even... no Nowhere expensive. You know, that, but that's what you wanted to do. Okay, cool. That's that's fine. Um, you know, and the thing is, like, for example, like, my job. Like, people are like, oh, we need to get back to work. We need to get back to work. Well, people are calling off like crazy. The same people who said we should get back to work aren't working now. And so, I guess I just don't understand where this... And that's the thing. Everyone's, like I was saying earlier, you're pocket watching. Um, they, everyone likes a pocket watch. Hey, what are you making? I don't think that's fair. I don't think you should make that. You know, I did it. I said I was wrong. I live in my truth. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, this is a lot different than that. Cause that I have no bearing on this, but people had a bearing on people, how much money they made and all this other stuff. And, and all people did was just complain and complain, complain. No one cares. No one cares that, you know, there are people out in the world who can't go back to work. No one cares about that. But the people who can't go back to work are like, oh, man, I'm so happy to be at work. And, and then they complain about work or they leave work earlier. They call off. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think the people who wanted to work should work. And I think people who don't want to work shouldn't work. And, that, and there's that. It's like, for example, another 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 thing of pocket watching um, so in, in, my, in my job. There's also a Facebook group that we joined to get, I don't want to say news, but basically just from rumors and arguments. Basically, that's what it's for. But there's it's a huge group chat. There's seven or no, there's 7,000 people in this group chat, I guess, or whatever. So anyway, someone posted that Hobby Lobby is uh, raising their wages to $15 an hour for full-time employees. The person who posted said, they better raise wages here. Why? Why? First off, our job isn't hard at all. But even if it was, why? Why should we raise the wages based off of what they're making? That doesn't make any sense. And it's not even the same industry. It's a completely different industry. Why? why? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why should? Well, they should make more than me. Well, go get that job. And, And here's the funny part. Then making fifteen dollars an hour, we start off at sixteen. I I don't understand. So what's the point? You know, when I first started, I was making sixteen. Now I make I got I got a dollar raise this year. Like, and then I get a raise for working the the, the shift that I work. Like it's it's a whole thing. So it's like we're not making what they're making, and not only that, but they're not working the hours of working. We're working sixty hours a week. They probably work thirty three. Because that's full-time in some areas. 32, 33, 36, something like that. There's not even overtime. So calm down. Just make what you make and call it a day. But instead, people like the pocket watch. I mean, that's simple as that. People like the pocket watch. Whatever. Either way. Um, Just a couple of house notes. Um, <laughs> I'm, I've been thinking about this podcast. And I'm, I think I'm going to try to lay... Um, like uh like a music track either in the beginning I, I did that on one of my first episodes but i wasn't for sure if i could do that um so but i'm gonna try i'm gonna look into it and i'm gonna try to get some music in the beginning maybe some music at the end or or like in between my breaks and transitions 
um and i'm gonna try to you know incorporate music maybe maybe lay some music behind behind while i'm talking while i'm speaking or whatever i, I just kind of want to test it out to see what happens like a real soft real low like you know some piano keys or something or uh, violin <laughs> if i'm complaining or something i don't know um well, i'm thinking about laying some music in there and, and seeing what happens because i think that'd be interesting and i, I really kind of want to jazz it up especially since i'm uh, like i said you told you guys earlier i really uh i've been messing with the youtube thing and i think i got it figured out um it's it's not great but i think i have it figured out and i'm pretty excited about it so we will see we will see so I think I'm going to do that or like, you know, or at least, you know, put music at the beginning, at the end, you know, in between transitions, uh, between different topics. I think that I think that'd be good. I think that'd be really good. Good. Either way. <laughs> um, yeah. So tell me what you think uh, if you're listening um, and try to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm trying to get my you know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get into my. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak like a hip hip guy today, even though I'm an old man. I'm gonna try to get into my bag. Um, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to do. Um, so I went to school for marketing. If you don't know, um, why did I go to school for marketing? Uh, f- first off, I didn't go to school for marketing at first. I went to school for math. Uh, or math as, as, as I like to call it. Um, I went to school on a football scholarship and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, did I think I can make it to the NFL? No, I didn't think that when I first started playing football, um, my mind never went there. Uh, to be honest, I really didn't think that. I never thought that. I didn't even know I can go to college for playing football. Um, I just started playing football until I was in ninth grade. Uh, while other people were playing football when they were younger in Little League and junior high, I didn't start until I was in ninth grade, so I was behind the eight ball. Um, so when when I was getting re- recruited uh, for colleges, I literally had no idea what anyone was talking about. My coach my coach told me, he said, you're a blue chip player. And I'm like, I don't, I, I'm a black player. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so what does that mean? Um, and I honestly, I really didn't know. Um, and basically it was just like, you know, a top certain, um, they rank high school players coming out of uh, sports and I was ranked top or something. I don't know. I really don't know. I still don't know. Um, could he been gassing me up? Maybe, but that's what he told me. Um, but I was getting letters from a lot of different places. Um, I remember, I mean, I would get probably per week, probably about 50 letters a week from different colleges, like colleges I never heard of. And, and to be honest, I really didn't think about college. I, I was in high school, and that's that's where I was at. So I didn't really think anything past high school because, you know, I don't know. I just didn't. Um, so I was getting letters. Like I said, I probably got 50 letters a week every week um, until my senior year was over. Um, 
But I mean, we had trash bags of letters, and it, it wasn't like, hey, letter like letters, like, hey, we want you. It was like, hey, Indiana University, let me tell you about the university. You know, basically, it's like a marketing ploy. To be fair, it's literally they're trying to recruit you so that they can, you know, whatever. Um, no, I guess fifty might be a lot, maybe twenty five a week. But no, it was a lot though. I mean, we had a couple trash bags full of, full of letters for sure. Um, at the end of the day, but literally. Man, I would get letters. I got letters from, like I said, Indiana, uh, Boston College, uh, UConn, um, Bowling Green, um, Ohio State sent me like one letter. Um, Michigan did not send me any letters. Um, University of Toledo sent me letters. Western Michigan. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um... Man, not a lot of schools down south sent me letters. Um, or or my biggest accomplishment was when Oregon sent me a letter, and I really wanted to go out there. Um, and then they offered for me to come visit. Now, if you don't know anything about college football, if you don't know anything about high school football, if you don't know anything about recruiting in sports, the the one thing I can tell you is that to to make it simple, there are um a finite amount of scholarships that a that a that a college uh, a college can give out per year, okay? With that finite amount, there's only a finite amount of people that they can bring into the campus and pay for without getting in trouble with the NCAA. Um, so they have a limited number. So so basically, it stops it stops certain colleges from being a too powerful or too good at a sport. Um, it also stops, uh, it doesn't really stop it, but it's supposed to curb corruption as well in the sports. Um, because a lot of people who are really good at sports are usually, um, not affluent, um, more in the poor part of the, you know, not just sports in general, but like football, basketball, whatever. Um, they're usually not as, um, like I said, affluent. They don't have a lot of money. Uh, economically they're not so some corruption is like hey you're the best player in the world you don't have any money if i give you if i pay for your mom a house and a car and pay off all their bills and debt will you come to my university so you know there's rules against that and et cetera, et cetera. uh that still happens but there's rules against it it's just like you know stealing it should happens right so either way um my biggest accomplishment is when Oregon told me that they wanted to wanted me to come to Oregon and check it out. And I'm in lowly Ohio and I'm like, oh, shoot, this is the big time. And I remember they said it was a oh, shoot, what is it called? It was a um, basically it was an unpaid visit, which basically meant I had to get out to Oregon and then they would set me up with like a tour and I'll be able to talk to coaches and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there are paid ones that they can do. They can bring people in. They can fly them in or bus them in or drive them in or whatever. And they'll pay for you to like stay there for a night and get the whole college experience, whatever. But they only have, again, they only have a finite number of those that they can do without going into corruption. Because, again, we are all amateurs at the time, uh, quote unquote amateurs. So you can only pay for a certain, you only pay for certain things. So 
I wasn't a good enough player to get one of the paid ones. So they were like, hey, you can come out, but you got to come out on your own dime. And then we could talk about, you know, maybe getting a scholarship or maybe you coming out there. Uh, I didn't grow up super poor, but we weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, I didn't go. So and I couldn't go. And, and I mean, that was the end of that Oregon story. But <laughs> to be honest, but to me, it was just like one of my biggest accomplishments because I was like, oh, my God, they really wanted me. Blah, blah, blah. I sent them a tape. I sent them a letter. I sent them so much. When I when I told them I couldn't come, I, I, I kept they stopped sending me letters. So I started sending them letters like, hey, I want to be there. I want to go. I want to I can't afford it, but I, I don't want you to take me whatever. So um. And for those who don't know anything about football, there's different tiers of football. Okay, so there's Division One, which you have like your Ohio States. Um, for people in Ohio, you have your Ohio States, you have your University of Toledo. Those are Division One. Okay, um, and even inside of that Division One, there's also like a Power Five conference. So like, and I, uh, this is maybe too, maybe this is too too niche, I guess. But uh, if you don't watch football, but so there's division one, right? Like I said, Ohio State, University of Toledo, but a power five conference is like the top conferences that make the championships, et cetera, et cetera. Draw the biggest crowds, draw the best players. So Ohio State is part of the power five conference. University of Toledo is not. So they're in the same division, but they're not the same tier of um, athletics. So uh, so there's that. Uh, then below division one, there's division two. Um, for again, for people in Ohio, Division Two would be uh, Tiffin. Um, that's all I can think of, honestly. Um, but it'd be Division Two. Then there's also Division Three as well. Uh, Mount Union is probably the most uh, popular Division Three because they're amazing. Um, and and honestly, it's just again, it's different athletics, different skill sets, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so all the Division One offers that I had an interest, not offers, other division one interests that I had were uh, taken away when they came and saw me. I'm a big guy. If you know me, Um, if you don't um, in high school, I was about six feet, maybe, maybe six, one on a good day, about 250 pounds. I played offensive line Um, in college. And I'll just give you an example um, around my senior year of high school, um, maybe my sophomore year of, of, uh, sophomore year of college, um, around that time, a guy by the name of shoot Joe something, dang it. I don't know his name. No, I'm thinking about it either way. Let's call him Joe. Cause that was his name. I don't remember his last name. Thomas, Thomas, I think he came out of Wisconsin or Ohio State. Okay, Um, Joe Thomas, when he got to those schools his freshman year, he was around six, five, I believe, three hundred and thirty pounds. When he went to the NFL, he was like six, seven, I believe he's six, seven, maybe maybe six, six Um, again, around three hundred and thirty pounds. Okay, so I was six feet. 250 pounds we played the same position so the reason why i didn't go to division one is because i wasn't as big as him 
And that's what they wanted for my position. They wanted somebody as big as him. So even though I could do, I had the same, I don't want to say same skill set as him. I'm not going to say that either. But even though I had some skill and I was really good at what I did, when they came and saw me and came and visited my high school, they looked at me and was like, oh, you look bigger on tape. You play bigger than what you actually are. And they couldn't afford, they couldn't afford to give me a scholarship based off of my, even though I was small, they couldn't do it. Uh, the only, the only school... Uh, Navy, the Naval Academy and UConn were the only two division one schools who were like, we can just change your position. And I was like, sweet. Like to me, I was like, yeah, that's what's up. So that was the closest I got to going division one. Um, but like I said, most people just whatever. So I went to a division two college and I'll be honest, um, I really just wasn't interested in going because it was talked up so much that I was good. I'm not going to say I had an ego, but it was like, hey, you deserve to be in, you know, this college, these colleges. Your skill set is there, uh, blah, blah. So I didn't work out after I signed my letter of intent, which means mean that like it's basically a contract saying like I'm I'm intending to go to this college. Um, after I signed my letter of intent, I just didn't work out until like June. And I was like, ah, whatever, I'm, I'm better than these people. Um, went to, we had a, a midsummer practice, which meant like from the time school is over to the middle of the summer, which was the end of June, um, the college, they sent us because, you know, we, we aren't working out at the college because we're still at home. We haven't moved in yet. So they're like, hey, here's some workouts that you need to do. And this is what you need to be prepared for by the time you get to midsummer. Um, so midsummer came up and it was like, I, I worked out a little bit, a couple, like a couple weeks before midsummer. And I was like, all right, this is cool. Whatever, whatever. I got the midsummer and got my ass whipped. And it, it was just like, it's like, it's a uh, agility and speed and strength. Like that's what they just test you, uh, to see where you're at. And uh, I got my ass whipped and I was like, oh, okay. These people are for real. doesn't matter how good I think I am. I need to still be me i still need to be good um so of course i went home worked out whatever so i say all that to say when i got to school and did classes they were like what's your interest and i was like i don't have any i just play football i don't really care for a career it doesn't it doesn't interest me it's not something that i've ever looked forward to you know you know my dad built bridges for a construction company. My mom was, uh, I think she was like a nurse and then she became a salesperson. So it was like, I, I really wasn't, I really wasn't impressed to do any of those things either. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, whatever. So they're like, okay, what do you like? And I was like, oh, I like math. They're like, okay, you can major in math. I was like, okay, cool. So that's what I did. That was my first, whatever. So I majored in math and I was like, all right, this is great. Cool, cool, cool. Whatever, whatever. Um, second semester comes around my guidance counselor not guidance counselor uh, my advisor my advisor was like okay you're majoring in math um why and I was like I don't know I like it like oh what do you want to do with it I'm like I don't know they're like well a couple things you can do you can teach and I was like Ugh. I don't really like kids like that um and you gotta get your master's at least at that college to teach um 
college. So I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do that. What else can you do? Um, and he was like, really, honestly, nothing else. You can just teach, <laughs> or you can like do science, and you know, he's telling me all these things. I was like, man, I don't know. So second semester, I took a more advanced, um, uh, was it calculus? No, I think it was like, I don't know. It's called like it was called integrated something, but basically it was like pre-calc two or three or something like that. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever, because um, I tested into like pre-calc two. And I think so I took that first semester and the second semester I take three and then I take calculus after. So I was like, OK, cool, whatever. So at the end of that semester, and I didn't do well because I guess I don't know if I told you guys this before, but I didn't really do homework in school. And I didn't do homework in high school. Um, I didn't do homework in college because I think homework is bullshit. Personally, um, I make my kid do homework. But I think it's bullshit personally because, I mean, to be fair, I was smart enough to you know, get good grades on everything else at homework didn't matter to me. Like I didn't care. Uh, the reason why I picked math, cause I was good at it. I did. I never showed my work in, in any of my math problems. So teachers think I would cheat. So I'm like, okay, give me another test or give me something else to do. And I'll show you I'm not cheating. And and I, I remember one time, like I took a test or took a whatever. And she was like, you gotta show your work. And I was like, I don't want to basically is what I said obviously I said it nicer because I was a kid and I was so introverted and I'm like I don't remember what the work was she thought I was cheating so she's like okay well if you want to cheat I'm gonna just give you a brand new test that you haven't studied for I did that one too and aced it right in front of her and she was like oh um <laughs> so I was actually super problematic when I was a child like second and third grade uh, work was easy for me. So I would finish my work and then I would disrupt other kids. So they had to like, it put me in like to an advanced school because I was just a problem child basically. Um, but that just led to basically honor classes and stuff. But I remember in uh, a funny story in, in high school, um, my algebra two teachers, uh, algebra two honors, um, our sophomore year, we didn't have, I didn't have a guidance counselor for some reason. She quit right before the school year. So they sent me classes and I didn't have a math class my my sophomore year of high school. So I had to take algebra two my junior year when, um, or no, I took, I took geometry my junior year and then I had to take algebra two my senior year. I had to take geometry, I had to take um, algebra two and I had to take pre-calculus in one year um, at the same time. And they were like, this is, this is unorthodox. We can't, we can't do this. And I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So I remember my algebra two class, I was a senior. Everybody else were juniors. I was the only senior because again, I didn't have one my sophomore year. So I was behind. <laughs> so it was an honors class and I'll, I'll never forget. I didn't know anybody except for the, except for the juniors that were on my football team. So everybody else I didn't know. And I remember, um, there were, the people, everybody in the class was smart. It was an honors class. The two, there were two girls. They were sisters. They were twins. They were valedictorian and salutatorian in their class, in the junior class. They were super smart. So everybody was smart in the class, whatever. And I'll never forget, you know, our, our teacher, he would go, you know, he was, he was super eccentric. Um, he was funny and he would, you know, hand out all these papers and I would never do homework. And he would always be like, I do homework. It was the first couple of weeks. I was like, yeah, you got to do homework. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably, honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I really don't care. 
I was like, it's fine. He's like, well, if you don't ace all your tests, you know, you're going to probably fail. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'll, I'll ace all the tests. Don't worry. So <laughs> I remember the first test he gave out. And I remember he said something to me. He was like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do homework. He was like, all right. If you, he was like, and he, he kind of was kind of like, okay, I know you don't want to, but I need you to blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you know, my work has been all, you know, good so far. And I wasn't showing my work either. And he was just like, okay, this is what I want you to do. He was like, if you don't ace this, you got to do homework. And I'm like, okay, fine. That's fine. So he's teaching a class. He's doing his thing. We take our first test. Like I said, it's only like a week or two three weeks into the class, whatever it was. And, uh, <laughs> he hands out the tests, no notes, whatever. Everybody bombs a test. Nobody gets over like a 60 except for one person. So he came to the class and he was like, listen, I usually grade on a curve and everybody got an F except one person. So basically the way I do it, is that let's say that person got a C and everyone got F's like they did. And I would bump that C up to an A and then I would do the math from there. So, you know, if you got, if a C is a 75, an A is a 93, I think it was. So that's, you know, what, 15, 18, um, 18 points. So whatever you got, he would add 18 points to it because he, it was always like the lowest a, it wasn't like a hundred. So, you know, whatever. So he grades on a curve. So if you got, you know, a 64, he would give you 18 points, you know, you would have what, what is that? 82, you know, whatever. So all of a sudden now you went from an F to like a B. So it's like, okay, cool. He was like, unfortunately I can't even do that. And they were like, why? And yeah, I'm halfway asleep. I don't know what's going on. He's like, well, because th- everybody got an F except for one person. And that one person got an A. And he's like, well, you got it. They're like, well, okay, bump it up to 100 then. Like, just grade on the curve. Like, they were all trying to get their grades higher. Um, he was like, unfortunately, this person, there were two bonus questions. And they were worth, like, four points, two points each or something. I don't know. Well, I got 100% and I got the two bonus questions, right? It was me. I got, obviously it was me. I'm, why would I tell a story if it wasn't me? Um, so I got, you know, that's what I got right. I got everything right. And he was like, this person got a whatever. And everybody's like, they all know each other. I don't know these people except for the people on my team. And since I'm older than them and we don't really hang out, like they weren't talking to me. So it was just like, like I was just a, a, like an old guy on a team, just like I am in real life. So I was just like, everybody's looking around like, well, I know what you got. I know what you got. Who, who was it? Who was it? And, and one of my, one of my teammates was like, it had to have been Keith. And there was this girl was sitting next to me and she was like, let me see your paper. And I'm like, okay. So I gave her my paper and obviously it was me. And so he was like, and he was like, I don't understand. So after class, he was like, listen. I know you don't want to do homework, but I need you to. He's like, I can't. I was like, listen, this stuff is easy for me. So homework is dumb. And I'm like, I'm going home. I'm wasting my time doing homework that I already understand. I don't need more examples. You taught it. Boom. And you didn't even really need to teach it because I already knew it. But I'm like, 
just just get on with life. Like I don't care. I got, I got TV to watch. I got video games to play. Homework is the least of my issues. So he was like, okay. So he, I think we 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 did another test or no 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 no. So what happened was he goes, okay. I I will not. He's like homework's gonna be a big part of your grade. He was like, so you may get everything right. You may get an A. But it might drop you down to like a B minus. And I'm like, eh, that's just a risk I'm going to have to take. And he was like, but if you don't, he's like, it's going to drop you down to like a D. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to graduate. So I don't give a shit. I, I, I really didn't. I was so just nonchalant about it. And he did not like that. Um, nice guy, but he didn't like that. Um, I find that when I'm nonchalant, people don't like that. So <laughs> my bees. So he, we came to an agreement. If I don't do homework... I have to tutor because people just weren't getting it. And they were asking me questions in like, like in class, like, again, he was eccentric. So him teaching it. So a lot of people didn't understand what he was talking about. Like they liked him as a person, but they didn't understand, you know, sometimes teachers, they over teach, I think, um, good or bad, whatever. I just understood it. So I was just like, okay, this is easy to me. Because I like math and it came easy. So he's like, if you tutor, I will give you an A for your homework grade. I was like, yeah, sure. Tutoring is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. I hate tutoring because people are dumb. So either way, um, I'm not saying these people are dumb. They're kind of dumb. Sorry. Um, (laughs) So either way, um, I say all that to say. When they told me I could teach, actually, that was they were like, "Oh, you can teach," and I'm like, "Okay, fine." Going back to the other story, um, they're like, "You can teach," and I was like, "I don't, I don't want to do that," so I'm good. So going into my sophomore year, which I end up taking a year off when my son was born, um, I had scheduled classes, you know, beforehand, you know, uh, before I took a year off, and the, the next class was. The next math class I had to take was a five credit hour uh, calculus class with my advisor. My advisor was a teacher. My advisor's first language was not English. His second language was not English. He was hard to understand when we were sitting next to each other doing my my planning of classes. And he was like, I was like five credit hours. Everything else is three. He was like, yeah, well, this is five days a week. I'm sorry. What? He was like, yeah, he was like, you're with me five days a week. You know, again, not as clear as I'm talking. He was like, yeah, five days a week, whatever. He was like, we meet Monday through Thursday. And then Friday is like a kind of like a lab, he said. And I was like, a lab? What does that even mean? I, I don't understand. But yeah, five credit hours per week, just that one class. So I, at that point, I was like, I'm going to change my major. So um, obviously I didn't go back the second year. And then the next year I did come back and I ended up getting into business. Um, Like I was in the process of changing my major after the fact. Actually, I think I might have changed my major. I think I might change my major before I left. But either way, came back and I started doing business. And they're like, what do you want to do in business? I'm like, I don't know. So you want to be an accountant? I'm like, no. Like you want to do management? I'm like, no. They're like, okay, you want to do marketing? And I was like, no, I don't know what I want to do. I just like numbers. And they were like, okay, um, anything else? I'm like, well, I kind of like to draw. 
I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm at the time there was no like creative word. Like, I mean, obviously the word creative was around, obviously I'm, I'm not stupid, but, uh, there was no, like, you know, now they call people creatives. Um, you know, if you make content for the internet or if you, you know, whatever they call you a creative. But at the time I was just like, I like to draw and I like to do things, blah, blah. And the guy was like, I think you like marketing. I'm like, okay, cool. I love marketing. Marketing was great. Graphic design was great. Um, you know, PowerPoint, Excel, like we learned all that stuff and I loved every minute of it. Um, the great thing about it is I was on the same, the same, the marketing track was the same track as far as classes up until the last two classes of your senior year. It was the same track as management. So on my resume, it says that I have a marketing and a management degree, which I do. Don't care. But that's what it says. Uh, so and that's all people know. And that's all people need to know. Um, but yeah. And then when I graduated, I was like, ooh, marketing jobs, monster.com. And it was like a thousand marketing jobs in the area. I was like, yeah, this is amazing. I'm going to work in a marketing firm. I'm going to do commercials. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I went to those jobs and I was like, oh, this is a sales job. Like, yeah, yeah, that incorporates the marketing and, you know, business. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do sales. That doesn't sound interesting to me. I was like, ah, okay, that's a one. That's a one time thing. Marketing jobs. Okay. Scratch that one off. Nine hundred ninety nine, you know, marketing jobs in your area. I was like, bet. I probably went on, I don't know, 10, 15 interviews and they were all sales jobs. I come I came to find out that marketing jobs in a firm like an actual marketing firm um were almost non-existent because once people got those jobs they stayed in those jobs. If you ever go to a marketing firm, they may have a couple young people which which is great, but a lot of the marketing firm a lot of marketing firms have a lot of old people, 50, 60 because they get those jobs and they stay in them because they're very scarce. So if you do get lucky, and I graduated during a uh, recession, um, 2008, 2009. So, yeah, those jobs weren't available. So, um, yeah. Either way, way off topic for the last however many minutes. Um, a little insight on Keith. Um, but I say all that to say is that I've been doing a little graphic design. Um, a couple years ago, I had my own marketing company that uh, obviously didn't do well. Um, but it was a learning experience and I, I learned that I'm not good at it. So, <laughs> so, um, but I like being creative and I find that I have a, I don't say I have a knack for it, but I have an interest in it. And that's where I'm at nowadays. I'm, I'm on a creative path. Like I like doing graphic design. I love making logos. I think it's so much fun. Um, I like, you know, I've designed a couple t-shirts. I love that. I've designed probably about 15 logos. Um, nothing amazing, but I love them. I think they look great. Um, and now that I'm doing this podcast, I'm trying to put all that together into one uh, thing. So um, I had help creating the two logos that I've done. Uh, I'm not saying they're great, but I've, uh, the logo for staying off topic, I had kept creating that. I, I, I had input in it. Um, someone gave me an idea, uh, and then I kind of expounded on that idea. And the same thing with the slushy review. 
Um, same thing. So it was, you know, it's a whole process. So either way, I don't know. I'm just at this point, I'm just rambling about me and my life. Um, if you're interest, interested, um, if I can speak. Um, so I'm going to try to do some, some things um, to make this podcast stand out. Um, it's still going to be topical. I'm still going to be preachy. I'm still going to be Keith. So that's still what you're going to get. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but you're going to get me. Uh, but I still want to do some different things and some different. I want to be, I don't want to say I want to be a content creator, but I definitely want to create content because I love it. I, I'm so interested in it and just the way people's minds work and the way they stay busy. Cause I can tell you right now, the factory that I work in, I don't want to keep doing this forever. Um, sometimes people, you got to find your truth and you got to live in it. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode, but I'm going to tell you a couple things before I do. Okay. Um, one thing, uh, actually to go on with the last thing I said, uh, positivity corner. See if I had music, I would transition to that positivity corner. So I don't know, maybe I might, I might actually, you know, take that snippet and put some music behind it positivity corner anyway um i'm having way too much fun um but i'll leave you leave you with this uh too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears i'm gonna repeat that for you take that down write it down get a little message from it and we're gonna come out like a phoenix from the ashes uh too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears uh yeah, I'm not even going to explain it because it is what it is. So either way, um, thank you for listening to Stand Off Topic. Uh, thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. Again, follow me on Twitter at stayingofftwitter.com. And um, stay tuned for more episodes. Um, I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to drop one there either every two weeks or every week. Um, it just all depends on how my job does me. Uh, honestly, I've just been really really burnt out of my job so um i'm recording this um and i have a week off so i'm recording this now um so i really i'm i'm not as stressed this week so i can kind of do an episode so and that's on my own issue you know thank you for supporting thank you for still listening um with that also being said i also want you guys to take a listen to slushy review slushy review is a podcast that me and my buddy chris um that we do on a weekly basis uh, where we review movies, drink slushies, have a damn good time, and most likely talk about Batman in every episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, right now, we're on our uh, DC Comics, so actual Batman. Um, the DCEU, we're doing all those movies that came out in the past like six years. So um, it's, a re- it's a really fun time. It's a really good time. Uh, we have a great time. We drink slushies. Um, the, again, that's Slushy Review. You can follow us on Twitter at Slushy Review. Um, uh, the YouTube page is up right now. Slushy review, um, youtube.com. I don't know. Just search for it, I guess. Um, but that'd be really great. That's one that, that one's really, I really love that podcast. It's just, I love movies. I love music. I love entertainment. Again, that's why I also think I want to be a creative because that's, that's what I really like. I like to do that. I like to whatever. Anyway. Um, so that's it. Uh, like I said, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. Um, 
and uh, rate us, review us, and positive criticism if you can, um, and subscribe, please, and thank you. Uh, this has been your host, Keith Anderson, and I am logging off, signing off or something. I don't know. Bye.